There is a secret weapon out there when it comes to boosting direct bookings, and it's in the form of a little box. Have you ever visited a Starbucks or a hotel or any coffee shop and you've wanted to use the Wi-Fi? To get access to the Wi-Fi, you have to give up an email address and your contact information. This technology has never been available before in the short-term rental or the mid-term rental market, but now it is. I've been talking about this company and my clients have used them time and time and time again, and the results are phenomenal. The company is, of course, StayFi. StayFi is a global brand and they are making waves in this industry. I am so grateful and happy to say that not only am I a client, not only am I a friend of the company, they are also now sponsoring the podcast. And when StayFi came to me and they said, hey, we want to sponsor the podcast, I said, well, only reason I will do this is if you can give a really cool discount to the Boostly community. You can get started right now on StayFi, no contracts, and get 50% off your first three months with StayFi. All you need to do is use the code Boostly when you are getting started. Again, just put Boostly to get 50% off your first three months. If you are serious about boosting your direct bookings, then you need to have StayFi in your tech stack. To lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com forward slash Boostly. StayFi is S-T-A-Y-F-I dot com forward slash Boostly and watch your bookings soar. Okay, everybody. So today we are discussing tactics to successfully manage your short-term rental properties remotely. And we've got a very special guests to help us with a tool, with a tactic that will help you to do so. So... Thank you for tuning in. As you know, this is the Boostly podcast, uh, the podcast that gives you the tools, the tactics, the training, and most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and work on your direct bookings. My name's Liam Carolan, and we're shining the spotlight today on Florian uh, Hoven from uh, Keynest. He is the co-founder, and I'm not going to take anything away from, Konec, um, from Keynest I'm going to let him explain exactly what it is and what it does. So uh, welcome along, Florian. Thank you for, for joining me. Thanks for having me. So can you give an introduction to yourself, where you are in the world and uh, what Keynest is? Absolutely. So essentially, we are a network of four to 5,000 uh, locations where hosts, Airbnb management companies, service apartment providers, um, et cetera, everyone really that, that manages properties can uh, securely store their keys, um, or their means, you know, to access the property and then can give remote access um, to them. So if you have a property um, up in Manchester and you live in London, you can basically store your key in the local keyness point and then the guests can collect the keys there. The cleaner can go there, pick them up as well. And the contractor, you name it. Yeah, just to really have a network, a global network of locations um, that you can use to yeah, manage your properties remotely. Sounds good to me. And of course, it's one of the questions which you always get asked is that, you know, if, if I'm not going to invest necessarily locally to me, if the market doesn't make sense, then how else can I make sure that people can get in for, say, big apartment buildings or places where I don't live? I just want to make sure that you don't want that problem where a guest can't get in, right? That's this like rule number one. You don't want the, you don't want guests not to be able to get in and be seeking refunds or compensation. So before we dive more into Keynest and what it what it does and how it does what it does. Can you let us know as as the co-founder, how did this all come about? What what is the history with it? Yeah. Um, so it actually came from a problem and from a 
from an experience problem as well. So my co-founder Mark and I were both Airbnb hosts working in private equity in London. So we had very long hours. Um, it was very difficult, um, you know, to to host guests in you know different apartments. So we thought about different things. What can we do? So first of all, of course, uh, we're trying to meet them and, and hand the hand the keys over. But that was just a, such a frustrating process because um, either you know the guests were annoyed because we came a bit late or one of us was late and something like that happened um, because of work or other commitments. Um, but equally frustrating was when uh, you know you leave work early um, or you work uh, you leave work just to to meet your guests and then go back to work and then they are late. It's not their fault, but you know how it is when you fly into London. It's quite hard to um, predict at what time you will be at the property. So we're just a terribly frustrating process um, for the guests um, and um, for him, for his apartment and for myself, for my apartment. So we experienced exactly the same frustrations. So we talked about it um, just randomly over over lunch. And then, yeah, we, we thought about different ways on how to solve this problem. So he tried to install one of these lockboxes um, outside his property um, and tried that, um, but wasn't really comfortable with the security and also the neighbors um, immediately complained um, that they don't want to have a, a lockbox just outside the property, the, the apartment block. Um, so that wasn't an issue. We were not ready and not prepared to invest um, a lot of money into a smart lock, especially because we had, he had two doors, I think, that would have to be fitted and I had um, three doors even. So that was also not an option. So we thought about um, respectively um, giving the keys to a neighborhood store. He gave it to a cafe, I think. I gave it to a, to a convenience store close by and that worked like a charm. So the guests went there, they got the keys. So we thought, okay, that's great. But him and I myself, we were very nervous because we didn't know, did they have the keys? Did they actually get there? So you were texting the guests, hey, have you received the keys? Did you check in? So um, yeah, we, we spotted this gap in the market where you want to have this convenience of an existing network of stores where people can come and go and they are greeted by, by a friendly face, but you need technology behind it. You need, um, you know, the tracking needs to be there. You need to know when a key was moved and just, yeah, just, just having the peace of mind of knowing, being notified, oh, my guest has just received the keys. They have checked in so I can relax. Yeah. So we looked at the market. Airbnb was, it was back in 2016 and it was doubling every year, but without a solution um, for the access problem, something was probably the only thing that short-term rentals were still missing to close the gaps to hotels with a reception desk, right? Um, so yeah, we thought about it. Um, we had uh, the idea with um, stores, uh, cafes, etc., and then just took us uh, quite a few months uh, to build the app. Uh, yeah, and then we launched in London in end of 2016. That's amazing. And I love businesses like this, which come from solving problems firsthand. You know, you, you're solving your problem first, and actually from that, you discovered the business, which then has gone on to do amazingly well. What sort of locations are these keys kept in then? So at the moment. How many did you say about four or five thousand locations and on what sort of locations are they kept? Yeah, so we yeah, around five thousand. So we are um in around fifteen countries right now. So several several European countries from the UK, France, Spain, Portugal, Germany, etc. Um, and we're also in the US, Canada, and Australia. And these these locations we're quite open to who we work with. So quite often it's small chains, it's it's often hotels as well. And they can be convenience stores. Just most important is um, the reliability um, and the opening time. So most of our locations are 24-7. But then afterwards, we have yeah, brands we work with that have 
500 stores with us roughly. And then we also work with people who own their, their only shop, but they are in a location that is highly demanded. And we've had this re relationship for a long time. So we're very open to it as long as, you know, they, they are passing our vetting process and have great opening times, ideally 24 seven. That makes sense. And I mean, if, if you're listening to this podcast thinking, well, you know what, this, this doesn't make sense to me if, you know, if you're somebody who's got a, a key box already in place and you've not felt the pain of it, then, you know, maybe you've got no need for this right now, but trust me as, as a host myself, I know from the locations where we've got apartment buildings or where there are, it's not just, it's not very easy sometimes to access some of these places and to tell guests where to go. It can detract from the, from their experience. So actually having somewhere where they can go and pick up a key and then go and use the key, you know, in the, in the right place, then, then that is definitely uh, a, a big benefit. When you switched from doing those meet and greets to having a key, were you worried about the guest experience at the time and, and has it impacted guest experience or are guests just okay with picking up the key from a third party location? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, we launched Keyness because the guest experience, even without the technology, you know, no, no guest obviously needs to go and provide a code and everything we built behind it. But even back then, you know, when we just started, Guests loved it because they didn't have to tell us, will you be there at 7 p.m.? Please let me know if you're a bit delayed. Are you at 8 p.m.? Now we told them it's um, a cafe or a store, um, a two-minute walk away from the property, and don't worry about it. Just, you know, whenever you feel um, like going to the property, go there. If you want to stop to buy some groceries on the way, you can do it at the location as well. But if you want to stop by having some, some dinner before, you can come in whenever you want to. You don't need to tell me, which is just a so much nicer as a guest um, because you're not starting your holiday stress because your flight is delayed and you're worried about, oh, I told my, my host I'm going to be there at six, I'm going to be there at seven, and then you're delayed. And also, um, for example, versus lockboxes, which is most of our customers, as you can imagine, um, switching to us from, from these lockboxes, it's often that you're still greeted by a face. You're still going to a neighborhood store where you can pick up groceries, a bottle of wine, some food, you had a long flight, or ask them if you need something, where's the closest cinema, where's the closest pharmacy? Um, and it's basically sort of a welcome, to sort of a reception desk, our locations, which is always nice, right? It's nice to be greeted by someone who's locally, um, you know, we all know the Airbnb uh, slogan, which I think they still use of living like a local. And it's just a nice start to your, yeah, your holiday or your start to, to a city trip to go somewhere where there's a face that you can ask a question if you need to. Well, one of the things we talk about a lot of Boostly is direct bookings, and, and we're constantly talking about building relationships with local businesses, local people, and what a great way to do so. You know, if there's a local corner shop, or if there's, you know, somewhere which makes sense where they can go and pick up the key, but actually you can then you know, recommend them in the guest book. You can say to, you know, say to them, this is mutually beneficial. What, what is the benefit that these locations get? Is there, do they get any monetary benefit or is it more just, just passing custom? How does it work? Yeah, so um, that is um, a part of it um, as well. Um, the biggest benefit for them, though, is just the extra footfall. So they do get tourists coming from all over the world. Um, and yes, it's great for the guests to be able to pick up something, but that's also great for the store that they have, um, you know, people traveling from far um, who are just happy to go somewhere and being able to buy the sandwich, buy the bottle of water, get the bottle of wine, as I said. Um, so they, they mostly benefit from the extra footfall. And for hosts who are considering this, so, so, you know, hopefully, you know, somebody is listening to this, just going, do you know what? I've been meeting greeting. I'm exactly that person who is having to finish work early, having to arrive five minutes after the guests already there, which doesn't look good. 
how do they check if their location is available for, for Keyness? Because I, I take it there may be some places where it's not yet available, but is, is there a place they can check? Yeah, we, we're not everywhere yet. Uh, it's coming. Um, but yes, for sure. So on our website, so if you go to keynest.com, um, you can look for your postcode um, and all of our locations are there. So we are still opening um, at least 20, 30, 40 locations per month, um, often even more. Um, and we always open them on demand as well. Um, so all of our locations that we currently have, um, which is already a pretty full map, um, is um, yeah added to by new locations because we have customers saying, okay, great, I use you in this area or here, but we actually have a property you know, somewhere in a different city where we're not yet um, or in a different part um, of town or something like that. And then it takes us around two to three weeks to open a new location. So we go out. Often we have these partnerships already in place. That's why it's quite easy for us. So we work with um, a, a chain that also has a store in that area. And then we just do our vetting. And then within two or three weeks, um, we can open a new location as well. And as I said, we, we get multiple requests a day um, and always try to to action them all as fast as possible. Sometimes it takes a bit longer because most important is finding a, as I said, reliable location with great opening times. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, normally the average is always two to three weeks. I mean, it's good as well that the host doesn't have to go and know somewhere and go, oh, you should use this corner store and stuff like that. If you already work with certain chains and certain people who are familiar with your business, you're familiar with theirs, that, that sounds like um, you know an easy solution in, in most cases. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. When it comes down to the reliability, because one of my concerns as a host, and I'm sure people listening to this, is how reliable is it so you know like is what happens if they're they're closed on that day or, or something like that is does these situations come up or is it pretty you know pretty reliable yeah i mean obviously it's pretty reliable no we would have a problem but for sure um so there's several um reasons for why the service is reliable but also secure so first of all as i said it's not that someone goes right and says i'm here for some apartment and they look for the right key and then hand out some random key it's all through our app and it's only done with a valid code. So someone wanting to collect a key, they would need a six digit code, which is by default single use. So they can't just, you know, go back a week later and try the same code because it won't work because it was used unless the host wants to make it um, reusable. So um, it's single use codes um, and then the keys are always anonymous um, and there's a double verification process. So we have little hops attached to all of our keys, which look identical. So you can't identify the key either. But when the code is entered into the app, which is done by, by the staff in the location, they will be told which key it is in the safe, but then they need to scan the FOB to double verify it's the right key. So only the right key is given out matching the code. And then, uh, yes, so um, opening times, as you can imagine. So we are in regular contact with our stores. We also, most of our locations now, are sort of reception desks. So we have um, our, our keynes are used uh, less than every 30 seconds now. Obviously, it was a bit different in, uh, when we started, but now, you know, every 30 seconds at all times during the day, they are used. So 
and they're real partners of ours. And most of them we've been working with for years. So for sure, it can happen, for example, that the store says, sorry, next week, um, we're closing for a week because we need to refurbish. Um, and in that case, for example, we send someone either out to the store, we send someone just to move the keys to the next store. And then when the, when the refurbishment is over, we just move them back there because we know that the keys can't be locked there for a week, for example, mm -hmm. because people need access. And by building these relationships and um, all these challenges that come and that, you know, that, that can always happen, that there's something they need to refurbish, as I said, or something like this um, is the case, we move the keys. Um, one more thing is we, we do work with chains and larger stores. Um, so it, it does not happen that we have stores, you know, that, that, that tell you um, every year for half the time we go on holidays and then we close the whole shop. And um, because they're not run like, you know, your, your mom and pop dad store, but by professionals um, with staff members, et cetera. So also if there's a staff member that's, that's ill, um, they have a replacement, et cetera. So that all goes into our vetting process. Um, and all of that combined together is, is really important for us and just to ensure reliability, because as you said, that, that's absolutely key. That sounds really reassuring overall. I mean, just just the fact that it's, it's somewhere secure, people can't just see somebody else has wandered in and got a key and say, hey, can I have a key too? You know, like it sounds as though there's a good system in place. And I've seen it in a former life. I was working in a convenience store, you know, in a small shop. And often these stores are looking for extra revenue. You're doing things like um, parcels and stuff like that. So they're used to dealing with secure processes to making sure that they're open, available. And um, like you say, they appreciate the extra footfall. One question I would have is how far away would you say is acceptable? So if I've got units, say city center, how far away would be acceptable you say for the guest to still pick up a key because i've, I've got yeah. the situation for instance in in my local town where you can get the train in but then if somebody had to you know get a taxi to get a pick up a key to come back out that could be difficult so how far would you say is like a typical or a recommended distance for um, picking up the key yeah excellent question and so we always say um it should be within five minute walk not drive yeah. but walk so it's very short distance as short as possible, of course. Um, and there are a few exceptions to it, um, which is, for example, what you just mentioned. If everyone comes in with a train um, and the key is in the train station, it doesn't really matter because everyone comes in there, can pick up the key, and then they go to the apartment. If it's then a 10-minute walk, that's totally fine because they would have done that anyway or they take the bus from there. And so we have, you know, we, we, we always say within five minutes, it can be longer if, if it's next to the tube station, next to the train station, as you said. And then we have a few cities, which is usually only happen in the U.S. mostly, where um, the hosts don't really care that much because everyone is driving anyway. So they say as long as it's in the city, um, ideally somewhere where people pass next to the next to the highway, that that that's totally fine. And we even had properties which were quite far away, but because everyone said everyone drives on the highway to our apartment, they they are happy to pick up the key on the way there, and then it's still a ten minute drive even. Um, so it depends a bit, but yes, the more urban you go and, 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 you know, in, in urban cities in the, in the, in, yeah, in Europe, um, we always want to be as close as possible. I would tell a host always consider a maximum of five minute walk. Um, and again, um, with a few asterisks, um, and situations where longer can be uh, acceptable or doesn't matter to the guest. That makes sense. And what, what is coming along in the future then for Keynest? What is the, uh, the plan? Yeah, so um, we want to become truly global. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're in 15 countries um, and, and growing, um, but we really want to be the standard solution everywhere. So 
as I said, we we already checked in uh, way over 1.5 million guests, um, and it's 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 growing every year. So in some cities and countries, we definitely the most preferred or the the preferred check-in option. But we want to extend that uh, to other areas and to other cities and and into other countries as well. And really want to be within 10 minutes. For example, in the UK, if you would ask me where do you want to be in the UK. It's to be within 10 minutes of every postcode in the UK. So that wherever your your property is, if we can help you, you have a keynote that's close by. Yeah, that's really cool. And is there anything else around the project uh, product you, you want to share with us today? Um, yeah, I think it's important to mention that we always have the guests in mind, but the host is equally important. I guess also important to say that, uh, yes, we work with a lot of individual hosts, but the majority of our customers are either small or big property managers. So people with like five to 50, obviously we have customers with 500 or way over a thousand apartments. Um, but it's important that we build this platform to be usable B2C, but our focus is to really make it, yeah, easily reusable um, by B2B customers, um, which is why we built all these integrations. So we integrated with uh, hundreds of PMS systems um, and often with our clients directly just to yeah, really take the stress out of operations. Um, and as you said at the at the start, um, not only take the stress out of operations, but also allow our clients to scale and to to um, and manage their property remotely in other cities. So you can launch in a new area of a town or you can launch in your city without having to open an office and, and make it very expensive. Um, because if, as long as you have local cleaning staff, someone for the linen, you have a place where you can hold your keys. Um, so you don't need someone there permanently who's running around the city and, you know, checks people in. Um, so that's really how we see ourselves as a, yeah, I would say as an, as an extension to the operations teams of our customers. I think one of the uh, questions that I get asked quite often is, can I leave my luggage somewhere as well? So you know, if any of these places can do that as well as pick up the key, then then that that would be amazing. Just something to uh, something. yeah. Most of these locations do. Um, oh, nice. We have a lot of partners offering the service, so it's not something we are providing as as Kines and, and 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 looking into it. But we have partners that basically offer the service, and they are often using locations either the same or similar locations to us. Um, so for sure, this this happens very often. I think that someone picks up their key there leaves the luggage um, and then comes back, picks up the luggage and goes to the apartment. I, I really like this. I, I think especially for, for those of you who are listening and you've got your apartment building and you're having to do, you know, all, all the stress and all the hassle of, of meet and greets, or you're just trying to, you're about to take on a building and you're, you're just not sure what to do for a key solution. Like you say, there are smart locks out there. I use a few smart locks and various degrees of success. I've used key boxes again, various, you know, pros and cons for those as well. But Keynest, like you say, just puts a face when somebody arrives, they've, they've got somebody to talk to. So it makes sense why actually it doesn't impact guest experience. It actually improves things. And also how much easier is it, especially if you're managing in, you know, locations further away, it just, just takes the stress and the hassle out of it and actually is more secure than a key box. You know, I know it's one of the, the first points you made, but anybody can take a key from a key box and go and copy it, right? They you know, if at least here you've got somebody who sees it being returned and there's that, that you know, sort of the gizmo on it, which keeps track of it and, and that side of things. So, yeah, I absolutely love the project uh, product. Before we share more about how we can get in touch with you, we love to ask a couple of uh, fun questions. So uh, I'm just going to pick out a couple at random for you. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, that tough, tough question. No, no, I have to. I, it can't be someone, someone too good looking, right? Then I come across as weird. 
who would play me in a movie. I, I have to say first, I'm not a big movie person. I'm not a good actor person. Elijah Woods. Nice. Elijah he's in Woods. the middle, yeah, right? He's that. okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. That, that works. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I know who it is, which is good. What podcasts or books or resources are you listening to at the moment that you'd recommend others to, to go check out? Yeah, I guess it's a bit of a standard boring answer. Um, but I listen to a lot of podcasts on the on the morning, dropping out um, the, the daughter and, and picking up in the evening. But it's um, I, I love how I built this. And I think lots of people probably know that um, just, you know, listening to how very successful entrepreneurs have built their businesses, but it goes a bit more in depth there as well. And, and talking about what they failed at and what they learned from the mistakes. And also, um, you know, I think it's 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 called The Pitch. Uh, probably lots of people know that as well. Um, which is a bit of a similar to Shark Tank, just a bit more real world, uh, less show, but, you know, talking about, um, yeah, interesting business ideas because it's it's a great industry we're working in, um, but sometimes it's good to be reminded that the world is massive um, and there's lots of people trying to, um, you know, achieve different things and build new products. So I always like to have at least an hour or 30 minutes a day where I just listen to entrepreneurs doing something in completely unrelated industries. I like that. So that's called how how I built this. I, I don't. How I built was an, an NPR and yeah. Okay, I'll check that one out. That one will go on the list. So thank you for that. So who do you go with on holiday, and where do you like to go? Where is the 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 destination that you like to visit, and who do you go with? Wife and daughter, um, go, going on holiday. I'm I'm pretty open to the destination. Uh, I would say my my favorite holiday destination uh, would be Japan. I only went once, so that's not not often. We go quite often to, to France, to the south of France, because, uh, yeah, familiar with the area. It's, it's not too hard to get to. Um, it's, it's good weather. So that's the go-to place that we would go to, yeah, on, awesome. on a weekend break. Well, you know, if you want to book direct, there's an awesome lady called Tracy Northcote, who is based in Japan. Um, you guys can connect. She's got places out there. So um, giving her a shout out. She's part of the Boostly community and, um, yeah, worth, worth connecting to all over the world now, which is great to see. So I'm going to throw the mic open, uh, Lauren. How how can we get in touch? How can we learn more? Um, yeah, so get in touch. It's the easiest is just to send me a message on LinkedIn. Uh, very responsive there. Um, so connect with me uh, or if you want to discuss anything with a team, the best is just to call us on, on our number or just send us send us an email to support at keenness.com. Awesome. And of course, we'll share the links around however you're consuming this media. So uh, thank you for for listening in and thank you for for being here and uh, really enjoyed finding out about Keynest, seeing what you guys are up to and just really refocusing and understanding the product and really how it benefits uh, how it benefits us as short-term rental owners. And I hope this has been useful for yourself as well. So lastly, what is the mantra or motto that resonates most with you? Several come to mind. Uh, I would say, um, and that's really come from experience, that if you fail at something at first, just call it version 1.0. Um, there have been so many situations in life, not only professionals, personally. Um, it's so good to remind yourself um, if something didn't go to plan or you actually failed at something, do it again um, and, and do it better um, because the next time you're not afraid of trying something new because, you know, that's, that's really important to be, to be brave uh, and not to be afraid of failing, really. Uh, sentiment that I can certainly share and thank you so much for for spending the time with us that's it from from myself and uh, yeah we'll see you on the next podcast thanks very much cheers Liam